Welcome to our North Carolina Personal Injury Podcast. Um, I'm Kimberly Bishop. I am the owner and one of the attorneys at the Bishop Law Firm. Would every, everyone introduce yourselves? Jack Keener, I'm the attorney who does the personal injury cases here for the Bishop Law Firm. And Samantha Moy, the personal injury paralegal with the Bishop Law Firm. I want everyone to know it is Friday afternoon and you can hear it in our voices so we're going to do the best that that we can to be as chipper as we possibly can but as every week it it has been a long week so today we're going to be talking about the steps to a north carolina personal injury trial but before we get to the trial steps you have to have filed before the statute of limitations runs out in order to even be able to file to start the lawsuit what is the statute of limitations for North Carolina personal injury cases in general? In general, it's three years from the date of the end of the incident. So, when it comes to starting the lawsuit, where do you where do you file the lawsuit? You will file the lawsuit in the county that the incident happened in, or you can file the lawsuit in the county either where the defendant or the plaintiff resides in. Most times, it's where the accident happened. Or if it's multiple, if you have a situation where you have a resident of another state, you could conceivably have a federal lawsuit. So is filing a lawsuit, so I'm sorry, going back, are you talking in the county, would it be with the district court or superior court? Which court would you file in in the county that the accident occurred in? Depending on the amount of the damages. So how much would it take for you to file in Superior Court? Superior Court filing is $200. District Court filing is $150. That's the filing fee. That's the filing fee. So right. but what's the dollar amount that you have to allege? $25,000 for Superior. Okay. So anything under than under than twenty five. district. Yes. So when you allege $25,000 or under $25,000, mm-hmm. Do you have to know for sure that that is what your case is worth, or is it just your best belief or your best guess, or how do you do that? What what you can reasonably assert um, based on the medical expenses, lost wages, your general damages, and your special damages. So there does have to be some type of financial basis for your yes it was preferable that way um if you're considering lost wages a lot of damages physical damages any type of emotional distress anything like that if it's going to be twenty five thousand and over i highly recommend superior court now is there a different filing procedure in district court than there is in superior court no no everything's the same it just depends on the value of the case and where it's filed so what are, I know that when you file a case in court, you definitely need a complaint. Yes. Can you think of other documents that you're going to need to get this lawsuit filed? Um, depending on the case itself, in general speaking, you need a complaint, a civil summons, a general action cover sheet, which is pretty much um, the name, the defendant, the negligence of the case, whether it's motor vehicle accident or money owed or anything like that. It's basically a generic civil summons as of to why you're suing this person. Are any Is the generic civil summons supplied by the court? Yes, it's actually uh, document AC100. <laughs> I know it by heart at this point. <laughs> but the compl- 
complaint is something that you generate yourself. Yes, the, the complaint is correct. yes. Okay. So and then I'm sorry you told us early about the filing fee. Mm-hmm. So no, you take all this stuff downtown or to your county superior yes. or district court and you give it to them and you pay the filing fee, then what happens next? You actually take it to the clerk of court and then as long as the civil summons itself is checked as district or superior, they would then assign a docket number. And if it's district, most times it's CVD 12345 or superior is CVS 12345. With the year in front of that CVS, it is the year that you're filing in. So it'll be 21 CVS 12345. Um, in return, they file stamp your documents, you receive your documents, and then you are to serve those documents against the defendant and then they have 30 days to respond with an answer. So what's the most common way to enact service against a defendant? If it's defendant, I would recommend by sheriff. No, yes, I recommend by um, sheriff. If it's, it's a commercial company, I do certified mail. So certified mail is obviously going to be cheaper yes. than by sheriff. Yes, uh, there is a 15 sorry $30 service fee for sheriff what if the sheriff has to go out more than once does it increase the cost they're gonna only go out one time well depending on the county depending on the sheriff sometimes they can go out a couple times I've had sheriffs call and say hey we can't find this person here however they are located in this county if that's the case they are supposed to re- uh, return the civil summons or to the clerk of court and then we get the summons back, and then we have to issue uh, AMP, which is $15 to keep the summons alive, because they're only good for 90 days. And so then you just try to enact service wherever the person is. Yes, yes. So <clears throat> let's say that the sheriff or certified mail is successful, mm-hmm. and your uh, civil summons is served on your defendant. I'm sorry, you said they have 30 days to respond? Yes, 30, the defendant has 30 days to reply back to an answer, or they may file a motion to, um, to extend. 